Welcome to Equus Farm Calls, where we take horse owners along with us to discuss important topics on equine health and care with industry experts. This podcast will provide horse health information from the brand you have trusted for 45 years. The Equus Farm Calls podcast is brought to you in 2022 by Farnham, your partner in horse care. I'm Kim Brown, Group Publisher of Equine Health Network, and today we're going to talk to Dr. William Bo Rainbow, a veterinarian who specializes in equine dentistry. Dr. Rainbow is a lifelong horseman who grew up in Ocala, Florida on a commercial thoroughbred farm. He graduated from the University of Florida College of Veterinary Medicine, and after vet school, he completed an internship at Haggard Equine Medical Institute in Kentucky and worked in Western Australia and Katy, Texas, before returning to Versailles, Kentucky. He started Lexington Equine Dentistry, LLC, and he's currently doing a dentistry residency with Dr. Jack Easley at Equine Veterinary Practice. Welcome, Dr. Rainbow. Thank you very much for inviting me. Well, we really appreciate you joining us on this because we all know dentistry is a critical part of keeping all of our horses healthy. doesn't matter if it's a youngster or one of our seniors or if we got a trail horse or a top-level athlete. And I know you've dealt with all different types and ages of horses. So today we're going to talk about what horse owners should be alert for that might pertain to their horse's teeth and oral health. So let's just start, Dr. Rainbow, is why is an annual dental exam so important to any horse? Well, as an, an annual dental exam is important, just like it is for humans. What we want to do is try to catch the beginning of any major pathology early. Uh, nobody likes to spend lots of money on dental diseases. So what we found is just same as human medicine. If you sort of have an annual exam and develop a baseline um, and you can catch pathology starting and treat it early, that prevents us from having to do major surgeries, hopefully later on and have a lot of greater expenses. So uh, most people have found that it's, it's better off if we do an annual exam or even in younger horses um, by an annual exam so that we can look at them earlier, especially as their mouths are changing so much as they're erupting teeth um, and their heads are still growing. So we try to see horses while they've still got all their deciduous teeth, their baby teeth, um, about twice a year from the start that when they're sort of about two years old um, until they've shed those last caps, which can be sort of four years old around there. Um, so we try to see them a couple a couple of times, but it, every horse is a unique individual and it just sort of depends. Uh, but getting them looked at more frequently earlier and then annually thereafter is, is a great idea. And even these senior horses, you know, we oftentimes get people that haven't had dental care on their senior horse in a while. They said, well, the last person said that he didn't have any teeth left. He was too old. Um, and we open them up and a lot of these horses have teeth and they've they've gotten loose or something like that. Or they've gotten very sharp as they've erupted very more. So even your really, really old horses, you know, they still have teeth and they still require sometimes a little bit of care, just maybe less care to uh, to. Uh, to be taken on, but um, they still need a good oral exam, I think, once a year. Yeah, there's a lot of things that can happen, even if they've just got really short teeth that they've worn down. Things can get caught in between those teeth, or you can get an abscess. So that's that's another thing is you like to see horses, as you mentioned, at least annually for the normal adult horse and a couple of times a year for the babies. But what are some other reasons you might get called out for issues? We we just talked about these senior horses. Well, um, sometimes we have horses, people will call us in between these annual exams because they've got a horse that's beginning to drop feed. 
Um, and if it's dropping feed, they're concerned about it losing weight. And so if we come out and do an oral exam, we might find that these horses have, uh, maybe they've got a tooth fracture that's occurred suddenly, or they've got bigger gaps in their teeth, and we call those diastemas. And if those diastemas start to trap a lot of feed, they can be pretty painful for horses, and they'll, they'll alter the way they start chewing, and they can change the occlusal surface a good bit, and it, it can be painful for them. They want to eat, um, but they have trouble sometimes moving that food to the back of the mouth and breaking it down. So you'll see horses dropping, um, dropping their oats and their grains and their pellets, um, or maybe they're quitting a lot. And quitting is when you sort of see horses look like a chipmunk because they've packed a lot of feed into their cheeks. And if they just hold on to that feed in their cheeks, um, it ends up, they're having a hard time. They're obviously, it's not making its, back, its way back to the stomach and doing the horse much nutritional value, but it, it'll actually begin to break down in their mouth and cause a lot of bacterial um, fermentation and that decay actually helps decay those teeth. And then you get some abscesses and it's a whole nasty cascade you just don't want to get into. Um, sometimes I guess we get called out because even a horse has a swelling on its head. You know, maybe it's gotten a kick or maybe it's actually developing a, a tumor or a cyst. And we find those, you know, really at all ages, we've got young horses that can develop cysts and things that aren't, aren't quite normal, um, that are end up being sort of developmental. And we've got old horses that as teeth begin to expire, they, you, you may find out that they've got a, an infection or something like that. And, and the cyst is now, or a tumor's taken off, or you've got an abscess. Any of these things can cause, um, you know, sometimes the swelling of a sinus. Or you may just have a, a good old abscess that's beginning to form under the skin somewhere or in the bone. So all of those sorts of things we get we get called about or referred cases to um, you know anything that's a little abnormal with the head um, pretty much can can fall into us if it's not an eyeball. <laughs> well, that's that, that's a good point. Um, and let's let's talk a little bit about athletic horses. I know. There's a lot of folks out here who compete horses. We got about half at least of our audience that are in some sort of competitions, whether high level, low level, weekend. And I know a lot of times, you know, they think some of these problems with their horses might be related to bidding and teeth. So what what's today's thoughts on that? Oh, this, they certainly can. And it's and it's good to recognize it. I find that um, we've got some very in our practice, we've got some equestrians that are very uh, savvy on bits and changing bits and looking and feeling the bars in the mouth. Um, and that's something that I think a lot of people with a little bit of uh, help from their veterinarian, somebody you know, live and in person, they can learn to palpate the bars of the mouth and understand that, you know, bits can actually cause a good bit of trauma if they're not sitting in the mouth appropriately. Or And not every bit works for every horse. Sometimes we have a horse that as they age, they actually need a, a different type of bit to be happier and to lay comfortable in the mouth. Uh, we've had horses not too long ago that had, uh, for example, an uninterrupted lower wolf tooth. And having a bump like that on the mouth can create a, a lot of pain. So a young horse that's just beginning to get a, a bit in their mouth and they've actually got a lower blind wolf tooth, that one, uh, this particular case where the, where the wolf tooth was sitting was extremely painful. And by palpating the bars in the mouth, we were able to find this abnormality and then radiograph it, uh, make an accurate diagnosis and extract it. And now that horse is doing really well. 
some other cases we find, uh, you know, people will say my horse has steering issues um, or it's shaking its head. And it's as soon as you put the bridle on um, so occasionally with those horses, we find sores in the commissures of the mouth. And, you know, we'll we'll look and see, you know, maybe it's maybe it's rider issue or maybe it's a problem with the tack. In some cases, we find that they've got a bit that has a lot of play in it and it's actually pinching the commissures of the mouth. And, and that's that's, you know, we don't blame the horse for being a little showing a little bit of pain. And um, but we change the bit, use a little bit of bit butter or give the horse some time off. And people report back that, hey, my horse is doing a lot better. Thank you very much. So even as a veterinarian, you know, specializing in teeth, we're looking at the mouth and the, the lips are right there. And it's, it's important to figure out if there's an issue there. We've even had some of these, um, I guess they're hard plastic or an acrylic type bit um, that they will burr. Um, and we find some horses are really unhappy with these bits. Um, and they, when they get this burr, they wear out. So they'll, they'll actually um, create a lot of irritation on the bars in the mouth. Um, and, you know, some horses just have different type of mucosa in their mouth that just, it seems to be a little bit more reactive to certain metals. So um, by sometimes putting a speculum in a horse's mouth and studying the bars really closely with a good light and palpating with your fingers or maybe even taking an x-ray, we can make a, a really good diagnosis. Equus Farm Calls is sponsored in 2022 by Farnham. Whether you ride competitively or for pleasure, Horse Care Loyalty Rewards Program can help you save on some of your favorite products from Farnham, Horse Health, and Vitaflex Pro. From the arena to the trail, get rewarded for buying supplement fly control and grooming products that support your horse's lifestyle. Enroll today to ride your way to savings. Visit horsecareloyalty.com to learn more. Another thing I've actually sort of brings me on looking at the mucosa is we've had a lot of problems recently in our area um, based on the hay that people bought last summer. Uh, we've had a lot of foxtail and hay. And sometimes depending on the age of that foxtail, it can really put a lot of grass on in these horses' mouths. And we'll see uh, a lot of irritation and mucosa. And some horses can tolerate it or seem to tolerate it well. And other horses uh, don't. And we'll, we'll see, you know, lots of lesions in the mouth. Um, and they look really painful. So, you know, unfortunately, some owners, you know, say, well, I've just bought, you know, 600 square bales of this hay. And I go, well, let's take a look at all these horses in your barn and, um, and see what it's, what kind of effect it's having. So um, sometimes that means that the hay guy gets a, a very angry phone call and lots of pictures that we took. Um, so we've, we've had plenty of those cases as well. Um, and and that's, that can really help riders out there trying to figure out what's happening with their horse. Uh, you know, we were talking about earlier that some of the cases we get called about are uh, you know, swellings on the head. Uh, we had an interesting case this past summer. And, um, you know, sometimes I think just having a different set of eyes, look at your horse's head makes it makes a big difference. And this owner had known that her horse had a little bump on his bump on his cheek for a long time. Um, and then um, she said she, the reason she called us up, she says, well, the bridle doesn't fit anymore across the nose band. I said, well, OK. And she brought it in and, and, and 
what she sort of looked at, she says, you know, I've been looking at this for the last three years and it was, it was, you know, sort of grape sized. And so she said, my bridal didn't fit one day and I wasn't paying attention. I looked at it. It's grapefruit sized now. We went, yes, that is pretty substantial. That's quite a, quite a large growth. And so we did all the diagnostics necessary to work that up and, and discovered that her horse had uh, lost quite a few teeth on the inside and was had a pretty severe infection that we needed to help treat res- and resolve. So um, we do get um, lots of cases that um, sometimes I think just having an, a second set of eyes, take a look at your horse, it's, uh, you can get some things fixed, hopefully before they become too significant and get things charted and, and organized. So we know exactly what your, uh, what your sort of standard is or what, what may be normal for this horse. Um, that's certainly part of it. I really like, you know, it's great when we can look at horses uh, annually because we can see how uh, a horse's mouth can change. We might have a diastema one year that hopefully we've done some treatment on and we've floated it a little bit differently, a little bit specially. uh, And we've got pictures documenting why that diastema formed. And then we can come back and um, we can look at it a year later or six months later or an appropriate amount of time later and find that it's resolving. um, and, And it's not an issue anymore, which is really quite helpful. Um, but hopefully, you know, if we get in these horses mouths once a year and have a really good chart, um, that's important. A lot of people call us asking, well, what, what do I need to be looking for in a, in a good dentist? You know, I've got lay dentists in the area. I've got veterinarians in the area. Um, you know, I think it's important to have somebody, you know, I'll be an advocate for a veterinarian because they can sedate legally. Um, and that's, that's an important part of the sedation is we, you know, you want to make sure that they can sedate and to do a really thorough oral exam and to also be prepared if there's any emergencies that arise because of the, of the sedation or during an exam. Um, it's a rare occurrence, but it's important to be, know how to handle that. Um, but we'll have people make sure they've got, you know, have your veterinarian needs to have good mirrors needs to be able to understand normal and and be able to document everything. We're looking for things like the alignment of the teeth, the confirmation of the teeth, um, how the fractures, if there are any fractures, how they're fractured. Um, Dentistry, thankfully, is is a um, if we stay on things early, it's one of those things that you can really make a big difference in a horse's life and quality of care. And, um, you know, whether we use power tools or hand tools, as long as we're using the tools appropriately, uh, you know, they're all fairly they're all they're all safe in a good workman's hand. So uh, I get lots of questions about that, that this person uses a power tool. And so, well, I use power tools and I use hand tools and none of them are are dangerous. It's just, you know, in the right person's hand, they're they're just fine. So we want to make sure that um, owners are. Uh, horse owners are, are can understand that that there's not a necessarily a, a bad tool for uh, the job for working on a horse's mouth. But I will say that I have I have known a lot of veterinarians who've gone back in after folks who have used power tools and didn't really use them properly and have caused a whole lot of damage in the horse's mouth from little things like you know, lacerations of the jaw or the, you know, irritating the gums to basically not doing things level and ruining the horse's mouth. So using power tools is not something that should be taken lightly. 
Power tools need to be, they need to be in the hands of people that are very well-trained and appropriately using them. There's great continuing education for lots of veterinarians out there. And I think it's important um, for veterinarians that are doing dentistry on a regular basis, you know, to utilize that continuing education. And that's a great thing that owners can ask their veterinarian if that's something they've got a lot of continuing education in. Uh, there's, there's frequently courses all over the United States to, to partake in. Um, that will help people understand how to um, understand the variations of normal in a horse, what needs to be treated and appropriate at the timelines, inappropriate treatments. There's lots of things that were, you know, 50 years ago, we'd have said, well, you, you, you cut all the molars uh, that are overgrown. Well, thankfully, that is one tool we don't use uh, anymore is, is cutting molars, uh, big sort of barbaric tools like that. Um, but we understand how much tooth we can take down at a time. Um, after you know somebody does an exam and you may be looking at it and going, well, that's not perfectly even in my horse's mouth. And you say, well, this is what we have to do for now. We can't fix every problem in, in one session sometimes. Um, horses that have pretty severe mouths, that maybe they have a really bad wave mouth or really big hooks, it's going to take us a couple sessions. It may even take us years because we've got to understand how the anatomy of the tooth works, that the we don't want to open up a pulp cavity inadvertently. So, um, you know, if you've got a horse that has a really big hook and um, there may be a time where, you know, the veterinarian or somebody can can actually take that hook uh, down pretty substantially. Um, but it really depends on their understanding of the anatomy of the tooth and that specific type of hook. Um, you know, we've seen people make some perfect looking mouths um, after having a really um, sort of wavy mouth. But uh, unfortunately, the horse and they say, well, the horse is really painful. Well, unfortunately, a lot of pole points might have got opened up and we changed sort of too many things here in one go. Um, so it's it is important to make gradual um, and uh, gradual adjustments um, with great diligence and care as to knowing exactly why you are making that that adjustment to the occlusal surface of the horse's mouth. Well, that's uh, those are some really great tips on. Uh making sure we're taking care of our horse's mouths the right way, Dr. Rainbow. Is there anything else that you can think of as a horse owner that I need to be doing or paying attention to on my horse just to make sure that he's got the right oral care? Well, you know, again, checking with your veterinarian that they're, they're doing that. They've, they've got the right tools. They're doing a mirrored exam with a good light um, annually. That's important. And then observing your horse. How does your horse chew and eat? Does your horse have normal manure or is the horse's piles? Are they kind of sloppy? Um, you want your horse to have manure piles as gross as it is with nice short fibers because that shows that that horse is chewing his feed or her feed well. Um, and that's important. Um, and, you know, another, you know, if your horse is gaining, uh, holding an appropriate amount of body condition, that's good. A lot of people say, well, my horse is um, really how can it have dental disease? This can't be painful. Look at the body condition of my horse. Well, we all really love to eat. And we know it's really important. So we will put enough food down to make it work. Um, so sometimes we find horses that have severe dental disease that are uh, in, in very fleshy body condition, we'll say. Um, and then there's sometimes we get people bring us horses that have very low body condition scores. And it's, well, it's got to be the teeth. And we open up and I say, well, the horse's teeth are actually in very good shape. Unfortunately, your horse has an issue somewhere else. 20% of horses uh, with low, with chronic weight loss are, have dental issues, but that still leaves 80% um, 
that may have some other disease process going on. And it's important to, you know, make sure, I think getting, obviously teeth are significantly enough that you should be getting a good dental exam if your horse is experiencing chronic weight loss. Um, but remembering that maybe the teeth aren't everything and you need to have your veterinarian looking at things, you know, whether it's renal disease or some sort of endocrine disease, uh, a variety of other things or chronic pain. Um, so we want to keep all of those uh, in mind for uh, reasons why horses could could lose weight ultimately. Um, you know, and other things, I guess it's a little bit different and people don't always think about it being an oral disease is a snotty nose. If you've got a horse with a snotty nose and it smells bad, um, oftentimes what happens is all those teeth in the back of the mouth, they actually, the roots of them go up into the sinuses. So they communicate or can communicate if there's a big infection. So if your horse has, um, you know, a really smelly, snotty nose, that's indicating to us that there's a good chance that there's a tooth root infection back there. Um, and it's important to get those checked out by somebody that can take really good dental radiographs um, and evaluate the, the sinuses uh, and the teeth and, and make a really good diagnosis because you want to make sure you're pulling the right tooth and treating it because um, those can be, uh, unfortunately, a, a pretty big headache, no pun intended, for you and the horse. Well, some great tips today, Dr. Rainbow, and we really appreciate you joining us because we know how important it is to, to make sure our horses are eating well. And, and I love the point that even a horse that's holding its weight well can have dental issues because I, I had an old gelding that you looked at him and, and this quarter horse gelding looked like he was, you know, chowing down really well. And when I first had bought him and took him in for his dental, it was like, oh, it's going to take us a few sessions to get this horse's mouth back to where it should be. And he wasn't efficiently using his food, but he was he was a tough old bird and he would chew it down anyway. <laughs> so, well, thank you again. And we appreciate you joining us today for Equus Farm Calls. And we're really excited to launch this new podcast for 2022. And we invite our listeners to let us know what you want to hear about, you can contact me at the letter K Brown, K Brown at equinenetwork.com. Equus Farm Calls is brought to you in 2022 by Farnham, your partner in horse care, and it is produced by the Equine Podcast Network. <laughs>